Hello there, this is Mike, the GM over at the Steamrollers Adventure Podcast, and you're listening to and the Dice. I'm Robbie. What is, what is that in your hand? I captured me a bullywog. <laughs> that is not a bullywog, Robbie. That's one of those tiny, extremely poisonous tree frog thing. Get that get it out of my face. Oh, but look how pretty he is. No. Oh, oh, oh. Um and now back to the Dicey D twenty. Off of me! So I'm going to start off, do we have anything else to talk about first, though? Uh, we can talk about how drugs are wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to D&D. <laughs> As always, I'm your host, Noah, DM, writer of this, if I may say so, fantastic homebrew, and I'm joined here by our players. We have Fievel Mausenthrov. Yo. Uh, our bright lord, Rogar Ragnak. Wee woo! Okay, and we, <laughs> and we have Tyson McKay, our planeswalking hey. fireman. How's it going? So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <I wasn't talking. laughs> last we... Actually, you know what? Let's start off with this. Do we have any questions, comments, or concerns from the players before we begin? Comments? Uh, no, no. I'm going to stop you right there. It's not, <laughs> it's not genuine. I can hear it in your voice already. <laughs> Should I tell you the spells that I learned? Ooh, that's kind of cool. Let's start off with that. Let's start off with level ups, because I think we had two, right? That yeah, is correct. Level three. Right. Well, let's start off with Rogar Ragnak, because he's clearly better than Tyson. Nice. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Uh, so I get... Shit on. I learned Cure Wounds, so uh, regains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus my modifier. You know what? That's actually a pretty big deal, because I don't think any of you guys have healing spells, right? This guy... Who needs health when you output the damage I do? <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I learned uh, Guiding Bolt, which is pretty cool. Whoa. So you make a ranged spell attack on a hit, and the target takes 4d6 radiant damage. Ooh. Next target that attacks the guy, or whoever I hit, has an advantage thanks to the mystical Whoa. Dim Light. Wow. So that's a pretty cool one. That's pretty lit, man. 46 damage? That's yeah. Cra- that's craziness. That's almost a Jack Bauer OP. And then my, like, my other... <laughs> One is, I think, is too long to explain because there's so many like different categories to it. What's what's the name though? Light mischief. Oh, so I, I just learned know, a bunch. I'd of, like to hear uh, about light mischief. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Read the whole D and D book. <laughs> <laughs> so there's alter self. You can use alter self as a spell-like ability. Uh, you assume a different form when you cast a spell. Choose one of the following options. So there's aquatic adaption so i could pretty much turn into like a fish and grow gills and stuff um fishy light i could breathe underwater and that was fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) if you're gonna make fucking jokes tyson mckay you know what minus one inspiration point for that god damn it now i only have eight Okay, so i can breathe underwater and gain a swimming speed equal to my walking speed that's pretty nasty Change appearance. You transform your appearance. You decide what you look like, including your height, weight, facial features, sound of your voice, hair length, coloration, and distinguishing characteristics. Drag queen. Um, there we go. Nailed it. You can appear as a member of another race, though none of none of your statistics change. You also can appear as a creature of a different size than you, and your basic shape stays the same. So you can't be Fievel. Um, no. no yeah. Or Jack Bauer. Ha. <laughs> So the best two characters in the game. But I can change my appearance, like, if I want to be another race, 
You could be Vox and say the treasure's mine. Kill the imposter. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> um, and the last one is natural weapons. So I could grow claws, fangs, spines, horns, or a different natural weapon of my choice. Unarmed strikes deal 1d6 bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage. Finally, the natural weapon is a ma- is magic, and you have a plus one bonus to the attack and damage rolls you make using it. Oh, that's sick, man. Yeah. So I'm pumped about that. All right, Bright Lord leveled up, and Tyson McKay, I believe you are our other level up. You know what, let's actually well, just skip past this. No one gives a shit. No, no. All right, right into gameplay, Mine people. is so long and wordy, too. It's, uh, I get to gather mana twice. Nice. Whoa. And that is it. Wait, can you slow, <laughs> can you slow it down and repeat for sorry, our listeners, sorry. please? Uh, gather mana two times between long rest or short rest. You know what, though? That's pretty helpful for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's helpful. Yeah, and you guys, oh, got, you guys got health increases as well. So how much total health are you guys at? 29. Ooh, 29. I don't want to say because he's higher than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's It's okay. This, this is a no-judgment zone. <laughs> 28. That's <laughs> fucking bullshit. How much, how much health do you actually have? No, I do actually have 28. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? <laughs> I don't want to say because he has one more health than me. All right, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, as you said, welcome back to D&D. Last we left off... Our players freed themselves from Vox's grip, slave yes. slave ownership. Okay, first time Tyson McKay is free. Ooh. Afterwards, they took the gold only that they lost to Vox in the first place. And after uh, sending him on his way to the northwest, northeast, my apologies, my goodness. After sending him off to the northeast, they encountered three riders, three knights from the Order of the New Moon. It was after this first encounter that our heroes ventured further into the swamp to uh, to escort the lizard folk and the humans who were imprisoned. They obviously took off mid-battle, so as soon as they could get out, those who weren't shot down by the bully wug spear throwers made it, uh, made it to the camp. But upon arriving there, Orin, our leader of the, the Order of the New Moon, as well as Fievel and his fat-ass toad, <laughs> realized that that town was fucking empty. There was no one there. They sent word, went back, got the boys boys came out and uh then they they uncovered some some things in the town namely we sherlock homes it yeah you sherlock fucking homes it man <laughs> <laughs> who's dr watson that's the real big question uh you better believe bright lord is my dr watson <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> i love how he's not even upset he's just like yeah good <laughs> <laughs> so it was at that point that they discovered some really really cool clues the mystery machine was a buzzin was a rollin through that lizard folk town. They uncovered a tablet from the house of Ozode, the leader of the lizard folk. It had a jewel encrusted at the top of it. Don't say it, Sab. <laughs> I Look, saw his face and I was O-chode. like, fuck. Ochoed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking knew it. All right, we got our one episode Ocho joke in. Good. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> in addition to that, some footprints from our, our Bright Lord doing some analysis on the ground discovered some very large reptilian footprints as well as uh, more like a slither print that a snake was moving through the area. So some really, really interesting clues as to what went down in the lizard folk camp. We now, ladies and gentlemen, find ourselves right back where we started. Everyone is in the Drakta, including Arda, who is on one of the stone tables, currently past the fuck out. We got our boys tired, guarding the windows, some some of them taking rests, you know, doing intervals, so to speak where our players can now decide what they'd like to do. I leave it up to you guys. 
Okay. Wow. Well. Big silence there. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Want to tell the people what you guys are thinking about? So we're just all gathered up in one room? Yeah, you're in that, that drakta, right? You guys, well, it was uh, Oren who figured that if you guys were um, were ambushed, you wouldn't want to be all in these separate houses where you could be taken down individually. Plus, you got to watch out for Arda. She's pretty injured and didn't look like a good idea to move her. So She's yeah. fine. Smart, smart. So yeah, so that's that's where you guys are at. If you'd like to wake everyone up, I believe it's only right now Lothian, one of the Knights of the New Moon, and obviously Arda, because she's passed out. Uh, only only Lothian is the uh, the other adventurer who's asleep, so if you want to wake him up, you guys can discuss your tactic, what you plan to do. No, let's not wake him up. <laughs> if I'm up, everyone gets up. <laughs> As a uh, bold statement. <laughs> Arda, <laughs> I need you. <laughs> okay, well, I kind of want to talk to any one of the guards, really, and just come up with a game plan, because now we're we're stuck in the Drotha, and I really want to, you know, get a move on. Though Arda's injured, we kind of have to Leave make her. a plan and get going, because the world needs us. Okay. And we need the world. Yeah. If you, <laughs> Jesus. If you, <laughs> great. This really this got real philosophical. Um, you guys can uh, can initiate discussion, conversation with any of the other players so. or NBC, NPCs. I walk over to who's who's the guard closest to me. Uh, that would be Orin. He's the leader. Orin. Okay. Yeah. I walk over to Orin and I tug on. I guess his, his cloak. His, yeah. His Is he wearing a cloak? Yeah. He has. Like? He has kind of like a half cape. It's mounted on his left shoulder and it kind of sweeps down his back and it's held in place by a chain and then a, a tiny steel circle, kind of like a, a clasp, I guess you could say. Um, oh. As you tug on his cape, he looks to you and says, "You all right, mouse folk?" See. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, just wondering about, I guess, a plan of action. Yeah, I've been thinking the same myself. What uh, What are you thinking as far as what we should do? Arda is kind of in a, a tough position, and though I don't want to leave her, we maybe the best thing to do is to just let her recover on her own, because bringing her around might just cause us more trouble and nope. slow us down. Yeah, so as you guys begin to talk uh, shop, the others wake. So Lothian wakes up and comes and takes a seat beside Oren. Uh, Luth is watching from mm. the corner. He was currently sharpening a sword. He's been doing a lot of sharpening lately. He seems definitely like the most nervous of the knights. Uh, but he stops sharpening his sword to listen in. In addition, I'm assuming Rogar, Ragnak, and Tyson McKay both begin to listen intently. This is kind of... Oh, I'm always listening. Okay, always listening. Perfect. Always. Oren mm. says, All right, listen here. I'm the first one to want to dive headfirst into the fucking snake pit. But we need intel, Literally. boys. We don't know what we're up against here. Where would we get intel, sir? So, Luth kind of the eager young one, looks to Orin and says, well, we could go back to Ryberry. And I can ask you, Luth. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Let the boy speak. Fireman, Jesus. <laughs> he literally gets no game time, man. Luth is the, the least appreciated. Anyways, he looks to Orin and then kind of, you can see him kind of lose confidence uh, after you say, Luth, no one asks you to speak. And he says, well, well, Ryberry has archives, right? I mean, they could have information. And Orin looks back to him and says, Ryberry is a five days ride away, and we can't wait that long. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. That's, you know what? He's the only one that's brought up an idea, so 
we don't we can't just shame the guy yeah let's just appreciate the idea yeah you know, good wow, job good idea yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> i hate how much you hate luth he's a good guy Tyson mckay you're a piece of shit anyways <laughs> moving on uh lothian speaks up he says we should go now there's no time to prepare by the time we head to ryberry there won't be any prisoners left to save so I say we find this temple and storm it. Yeah, I've got an idea. <laughs> okay. Is it a serious idea? It's kind of a serious idea. All right. <laughs> Fucking go for it then, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we, we did find some tracks leading uh, outside the village. We could check those out, see which way they lead. So Oren looks to you and he says, not a bad plan. But if they left the tracks, they definitely want us to follow. So follow we must. <laughs> into, into a trap, Oren says. Well, we, we let them, the mouse folk go first. <laughs> yes. I'm their natural food. It's, it's too simple. No, no. He thinks something's wrong. He's the sneakiest. Look, like I said, I'm all for diving in head first. But I don't want to be caught on the fucking wrong end of a trap. It's not a saying at all. <laughs> um, I don't know. It might be like a back road or something that leads to it. What if we become the trappers? Oh, I like this idea, Oren says. What are you planning? Well, you know, just bait one of them out, get some intel that way. If not, we'll just kill him, and that's one less snake abomination. Well, who are we going to use for bait? I'll volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oren nice. says, well, it'll probably be the latter, my friend. They're not going to give up any intel. What if we torture him? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Bright Lord, what if we torture him? <laughs> hey, you guys aren't willing to steal gold from a fucking slave-running murderer, but you're, you're willing to torture a guy for intel. <laughs> Fuck this. Oren speaks up, and he says, There is another way. Do tell. Let's hear it. It's definitely not my first choice, but given the distance to Ryberry and the fact that these tracks are undoubtedly a trap, I say we seek our information from a darker resource. Dark elves... <laughs> uh, no, if only it were so easy, he says. Yeah. I've done a lot of traveling in my day, and to the east of here, no more than a day's march, is a coven of hags deep in the mangroves to the east. Oh, God. Hag ravens. They would, uh, they would definitely know about the lizard folk, if that is indeed what we're after. So when you say dark, we talking, like, blood sacrifice... Just want to get clear on that. Talking about mouse sacrifice. What are you talking uh, about here? Uh, okay, so do you guys not know anything about hags, or you you just asking asking? Hags are dark magic users. Immortals can't be killed by any natural means, and they're mm. uh, they're quite uh, the untrustworthy bunch. I happened to run into this coven a few years ago. There was a string of disappearances of young children in a town nearby. So me and a few of the knights went to go investigate. But when we got there, they were gone, cleared out. Gingerbread house. Oh, no. I've heard this story before. <laughs> I know it's not the most savory option, but if their leader's still there, she'll be able to tell us all the information we need. That being said, she's probably going to ask for something in return. Okay. Well, I vote... I mean, we have lizard children. <laughs> <laughs> the lizard children in the corner look over big puss and boot size they're just like oh my god us <laughs> yeah hags don't often take other they usually take humanoid like human children oh. they, they, don't, they don't take lizard folk yeah well, I good, don't thing, uh, good thing Tyson's a human yeah yeah 
He's a real boy. Child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a choice rests before our heroes. They can choose to A, head back to Ryberry, try and find some information in the archives, see what's going on there. They could go in head first, as Lothian suggested. Go after the the Yanti, if that is what has taken their friends. Go after them on foot and see what they can learn, stealth recon style. Or, as Orin suggests, they can go to a hag, a coven of hags, who happens to undoubtedly do the fact that they live for fucking ever, have some information about what's going on. So, uh, a, 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 a trident in the road, some would say. Hmm. Ooh, I like that. I look over to Fireman and I say... Or, fuck, I could just say, hey, fireman. <laughs> I look over to Mouse Folk and say, oh, wait. <laughs> yes, yes, Mouse Man. Say, so what's what's your what's your choice? We got some options. Oh, you should have said, what's cooking? That would have been way better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think we should go ahead first. That's my vote. We we try and go stealthy, follow the traps, or, or follow the tracks and lead them out. Hmm. Yeah. That's my vote. Yeah. What about you, Bright Lord? Not liking the idea of the hags just because they're evil and they want something in return, so we don't even know what that would be. But I like the idea of heading in first. If Yevo gives a good massage, maybe that's oh. all they're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Old skin. Good massage bones. on their neck. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> so I'm going with uh, charging in first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the sound of that, Oren says, My vote rests with the hags. And then Luth, who is the youngest one, says, Ryberry was my idea, but I'll follow Orin wherever he goes. Hmm. <laughs> Orin's his mentor, okay, man? They got a real, real mentor-apprentice relationship going on. So Luth voted with Orin. What about you, Loth? Lothian. Uh, Lothian says, well, my idea was to charge forward, but if it's Orin's will, then I will follow him. Have some free will. <laughs> he's uh, he's the leader of their band, man. You know, you gotta. He, and and the the Knights of the New Moon. For those of you who are interested, they they work like a military, right? There's a commanding officer, um, and then everyone beneath them does follow their orders if they, you know, if they seem reasonable to the very least. Fair enough. Hmm. You know, I'll, I'll follow the knights. They seem pretty legit. Oh my god, bandwagon! <laughs> yeah, you just you just explain the reasons why you wouldn't go to the hags. <laughs> yeah, well, I vote to go see the hags. Ooh, so we, we got don't one, two, have three, four. We don't have much to risk or to give up, so we might as well go while we have nothing. I have nothing to kill there. That's my main concern. And what what if the the snake people aren't who? who are the reason for this disappearance, and then we go and just start a new clash of enemies. Yeah, no, good point. I mean, you guys don't know that it is... You haven't seen any of these creatures. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, it's true. Like, yes, there are hints that kind of, like, result in them being our option, but then again, maybe they were just running away from whatever it was. So, yeah, good point. Yeah, I like who it. Who knows? Okay, yeah. So... I look over to them and I say, I'm me and Jack Bauer with you. Uh, so that is four votes for the hags. Should we split up? Hmm. <laughs> no. For those of you who can't, this is a podcast, so you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm I'm shaking my head. I uh, I hate it when groups split up. Any DM can agree. It, it makes twice the work. <laughs> Things take twice as long. They don't take half as long. It's uh, Oh, it's, I meant like split the group literally in half, like the... the 
the new moon people go to the see the hags and we go i'm uh, down to go see the hags yeah i, I mean so it's, we'll, it's it's you guys it, i mean uh i mean tyson, i'm t- tyson mckay it's really up to you at this point as to whether or not you choose to go with the rest of the group because they've all kind of decided to go one way or if you want to again try and make a plea to them and change their minds but yeah splitting up the group is gonna be a, <laughs> is gonna be a no vote for me and my vote's the only one that fucking matters so <laughs> If the group's gonna go that way, then I mean I'm gonna go with them. But that's uh, that's just like I'm I'm allowed to have a different vote, but I will follow the majority. Okay. So do you guys have any? This guy thinks it's a free country. (laughs) I know more than anyone that it's not a free country. (laughs) (laughs) That is that is the vote, I guess. Then Mm -hmm. um, that uh, the group is going off to see the head first. (laughs) <laughs> you can speak over me all you want it doesn't change what's happening I can't actually because I think your mic's louder <laughs> nice uh, subtly ex- exhorted ex- uh, fuck me whatever alright here we <laughs> here we go guys uh, so morning time comes relatively quickly as you guys now know what's going on any members of the group who want to rest regain hit dice you can definitely do that now and it is morning time Sun kind of kind of feebly shining through some pretty heavy cloud cover. There's some mist hanging over at about head, just above head level, around the trees of the mangrove. And there's very little in the way of wildlife, birds chirping or that kind of thing. It's all it's all pretty quiet. As you wake, and the the knights of the new moon are placing their weapons in their sheaths, they're getting their packs on their back, they're getting ready to go. Orin looks to Arda and says, "We can't just leave her here." Uh, I was just about to go on a whole thing, though, and now you just take that away from me. <laughs> go on a whole thing about what? I was gonna, I was gonna talk to the mouse man about Arda, and then it's just, it's just all this now, all uh, this. Oh gosh. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> what, what were you gonna say about Arda? Oh, I was just gonna pull mouse man aside and ask him. I tell him I think we should take her. Oh, okay. Well, you can do that as as no, no, saying no, that. said it, so I sound like a bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. So you don't say that. Oren's kind of looking mostly to uh, to Fievel, but we all see uh, Rogar Ragnak's interest kind of peak up there too. Your boy in the mid season said said said, <laughs> said he was after Arda now. So uh, you know, Rogar's taking an interest. So I'm sharpening my trident in the corner. I ask uh, Lothian for his sharpener. <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah. He hands you a whetstone. Uh, that's oh, what you great. can use to, to sharpen yeah. stuff. And I, I look at the Bright Lord and sharpen one of the tips of my you trident. Don't know why I like her, though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking at everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Well, so we'll... you threaten menacingly the Bright Lord. <laughs> you, you just see this very small... It's ironic, as always, this small, cute, fluffy mouse who now looks murderous because he's, tri- <laughs> he's pretty much triggered by the fact that you just took an interest in his girl. So what would you can guys I, like to do? Can I perception check around the camp or the village for a... I think it's safe. Like a trailer. Yeah. Or like a wagon, sorry. A wagon. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you're going to go outside, walk around. Uh, you can roll me a d20 wisdom. 11. So you walk around for a little bit, and upon searching around the behind, the back of the the uh, stone houses, uh, the old temple ruins that the lizard folk now live in, you find a cart. It's two wheels. The handles are kind of stuck in the mud, obviously, because there's no counterweight on it right now. Uh, but it can be pulled by a humanoid. And I hook it to Jack Bauer. <laughs> okay, that's going to take a little bit of ingenuity. I mean, you, do, you guys do have some rope, um, no. so you can do that if you'd like. I'm not just going to do that by myself. I'm going to I'm going to uh, call into the drugs that I say, 
think I have a way that we can take her and the and the lizard folk kids. Oren looks up and says, "Did you find something to tow him on?" Yeah, I got a like a hand cart here that we could uh, hook up to one of the horses or something like that. Yeah, horses might be smart. We might not want a cart flying sixty feet in the air. Yeah, that's only <laughs> if he puts jump on it. <laughs> Do we trust him not to put jump on it? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't even know his name, so I can't trust him to. You throw. guys don't know I have jump. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no one knows God. you have jump. He just says he doesn't want the cart bouncing up and down and yes. flying through the air at non-determined heights. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we could hook it up to the horse and put some supplies in here that we might need. Luth's horse is strapped to the cart, and it's now going to be uh, you guys moving Arda onto the cart. Let's shake her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, Let's get two I, assume, I assume Pievel cannot move her or be any help to move her. <laughs> Someone give me a stool. Someone carry me, and I'll carry her. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Please, I need this. <laughs> Uh, Bright Lord, would you like... I mean, you're 300 pounds. You're pretty strong. You want to move her? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Put Can your I, hands on my woman. <laughs> yeah, I grab his leg. No. I'm the hero. I fling my leg and Fievel goes flying across the room. <laughs> I roll to hold on. Okay, well, hold up. We haven't even, we haven't even rolled for any of this yet. What is so, happening? So, <laughs> Justin doesn't even know I like her. Like, you can't... It doesn't matter. It's not. It's not because I think you like her. You took charge, and you're gonna carry her when that's my woman. Fine, you do it. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Oren says, "Come on, Mousy, just let the boy carry her." <sighs> I turn away and just eye him out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you want me to help you, Bright Lord? Yeah. Oh, okay. great. <laughs> Two men on your woman now. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Why don't we all hop in? Yeah, all five of us. <laughs> why, hey. why, don't you, why don't you carry one of the kids? <laughs> so Luth and Oren both help. Uh, they they walk forward and each of them kind of grab two of them around the legs, two of them around kind of the chest area uh, or the back, I should say, as they all lift her in unison and bring her to the cart, placing her down gently. Sweet. You don't know that I did it gently. I mean, wait, sorry, did you not want to do it gently? <laughs> I just said you don't know what I did. <laughs> okay, uh, what did you do? Put her down gently. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for wasting my fucking time. <laughs> okay, uh, so the lizard folk children hop into the cart as well, and the band's ready to go, ready to get on the road. What would you guys like to do? Uh, mouse folk, you good to go? I'm already mounted, and I tap a couple times on Jack Bauer. See, so giddy up. Oh, wait, I need a ride. <laughs> no, I'll. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'll. I'll walk. Yeah, they, I'll I mean, walk they gotta go the... fairly slowly because you know they got the cart right, which is in a swamp, pretty pretty hard to to keep it steady and and not right. bounce it around. I'll get in the cart <laughs> and make sure no one falls out. <laughs> okay, uh, cart's pretty much at maximum capacity in terms of weight <laughs> now, so uh, I suggest the three hundred pound bright lord does not get in the cart. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying I couldn't get in because it was Max. Uh, I'll, I'll walk behind the cart. Uh, okay, sounds good. No, I mean, you can get in the cart, Tyson McKay. I mean, you're you're pretty emaciated from not being fed for the past month, so... <laughs> True. No gains. Every I, time you flex, your bones are at risk of breaking. <laughs> I, I pull out some rations and flex on Tyson McKay while he's in the Ooh. back cart. <laughs> Plus one inspiration point, I like it. I still don't have clothes. <laughs> I point at my clothes and flaunt them a little bit big for me but that's okay i point at arda and flaunt at her 
She's unconscious, you <laughs> sicko. Oh my god. Is she still unconscious? Or no? She's still unconscious. Okay, well. You're she... fucking sick. <laughs> I wake her up with a kiss. <laughs> True love's first Roll kiss. Roll me a d20. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Shrek? I mean, do you, do you want to wake her up with a kiss? No, no. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I was about to say, war. do you want a trident in the back? <laughs> <laughs> and a toad on your front? <laughs> okay, uh, so it is about... A day and a half's walk, because you guys are heading a little bit slower than usual. You obviously have the cart with Arda on it. Um, and as you reach the morning of your second day of travel, okay, uh, we're going to kind of fast forward here. You guys kind of walked through the night, not really safe to set up camp uh, anywhere in the forest for too long, especially not lighting fires as well. Orin tends to, to be on the safe side as far as these kind of things go. Plus, you guys are on that time crunch, right? So it's more of a more of a fast journey. Plus, we can so, sleep on the coat. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And and the the riders who have you know ridden for a long time, they can also sleep on their horses, so long as you know the horses are calm and they're walking alongside their horse buddies. It's pretty much only our bright lord Rogar Ragnak, who's <laughs> who's been trudging for a long time. <laughs> Just tie a rope to some to Jack Bauer and have him drag you. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys can either choose to take a quick rest in the morning and regain some uh, exhaustion, or you, you'll be suffering exhaustion, uh, Rogar will, as well as Fievel. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if you know this, but I've been sleeping this entire time. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're, you're at no risk of exhaustion, Tyson McKay. You, you legitimately do nothing. So I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I say we take a break. I don't want to suffer from exhaustion. Jack Bauer can carry me. I say we continue on. <laughs> you're suffering from exhaustion as well, my friend. Yeah, but he's saying Jack Bauer could carry the battle, but... Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, okay, so we have no, one no. vote for a rest. I will, I will take a short rest. So Jack the group Bauer rests for about three hours. You guys can sleep, grab a ration, chill out. Grab Is there anything ration. that you guys would like to do on your rest? Aside I would from like, those things. I would like food. Uh, do you have any food of your own? No. Okay. Oh, boy. So who are you asking for food? Uh, well, I don't trust... <laughs> Obviously, Fievel. <laughs> Sorry, who? I don't think you know his name yet, man. Yeah. Uh, the most literally hasn't introduced himself to anyone. Yeah, not even to the Knights of the New Moon, did you? Yeah. No, no. I am slow to trust people. I don't think that is true at all. It's in my character. I'm just, doesn't, doesn't Arda know your name? Yeah, but that's different. That's love. Yeah, I'm going to ask uh, Orin if he has any rations that I could borrow. Forever. So, <laughs> Orin looks to you and then looks to see how thin you are, and says, yeah, here you go. And he takes a loose packed, it's a, a mixture of, there's half of it's bread and the other half is cheese. And he just kind of throws the small pack at you. Oh my god. My, my nose goes off because I smell cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would you like to do? I just sniff it from afar. That's, I'm okay. I'm, I'm well fed. That's enough for you to sniff it from afar? Yes. Roll me, no. a, roll me a wisdom saving throw. To see if you don't just jump on the cheese. <laughs> Seventeen. All right, you you restrain yourself. Wow, yeah. the like cheese a, days a, are in the past. You're I a reformed heroin addict. You uh, you're not about it. Um, okay, <laughs> so the group rests for about three hours before Oren bangs uh, his sword on his shield and are says, you? "Let's go, boys." Oh my. <laughs> oh boy. So y'all kind of jolt from your rest. Rogar, do you want the the card this time? Uh, no. I'm fine with walking. Wow. Who is this guy? He's a Terminator. I'm going to give you a, a light point for that. 
Wow. Yes. I'm at 10 now. I'll walk. I need points. Wait, you're at 10 <laughs> light points? Yeah, because I got 7 for leveling up, right? Ooh, wow, that's cool. So yeah, I'm at 10. Awesome. Uh, so I, I is... take it back. You don't get a light point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize you were doing so Never well. Never mind. <laughs> um, okay, so it's no more than about two hours before the swamp begins to visibly change before your eyes. There are birds rodents, snakes, spiders, and even small toads. Nothing the size of Jack Bauer, obviously. Um, Let me put my magic on them. <laughs> that seem to be in, in great numbers. You know, lots of, lots of small, dark birds in the trees of the swamp. Snakes hanging from vines. You literally watch some snakes eat some of the birds. Like, oh, strike oh them from God. the branches Jesus. and eat them. Large spider webs. Bigger and thicker than pretty much any you guys have seen. Sometimes rest between felled trees and rats run in great numbers along the ground and kind of scurry at your arrival keep your hands and feet inside the wagon at all times <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an inspiration point for that but not because I want oh, to <laughs> okay you guys walk for about 10 maybe 15 minutes before the forest and then the I'm sorry the mangroves become quite thinner it's a lot harder to squeeze through certain areas, um, and Jack Bauer is definitely having a hard time. But it is not but a few minutes later, in this very thin kind of pathway between these dead swamp trees, that a bird lands beside Orin on one of the branches. He is in the, in the front of the group, and this bird lands on this branch beside him. It's quite larger, uh, not as big as a raven, maybe a little bit smaller than that, but he kind of looks at it and then looks away and then looks back and he kind of like jumps a little bit. Uh, the bird has no eyes. They're <gasps> completely gone out of its skull and it just cocks its head to the side and looks at him. So Orin kind Wait, of pulls his horse to him? stop. Well, like it, it's looking uncannily in his direction. Like it's following uh. him precisely. So Orin stops his horse, which kind of neighs and all the whole, the whole train of people stop, right? Orin looks to it and then looks back at the group, turns back towards the bird and says... Tell your dark mistress we've come to bargain. The bird looks Ooh. at him for a second and then takes off. You just hear what he called Arda? <laughs> <laughs> dark Get mistress, him. you wish, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he is he is he's undoubtedly referring to one of the hags. Okay, okay. I guess I ask him. So, do we wait here or do we continue on? So he looks towards the small path that lies in front of you and then looks back to you and says if we don't meet resistance we keep going all right let's go you guys continue along the small path jack bauer having a tough time some of the trees he kind of breaks as he squeezes through them jesus um, jack bowers stop <laughs> <laughs> it's nature we uh, need it this is you can hardly call this nature um, this is very, very dead, very sick-looking territory. I take um, it back. Kill it! <laughs> Put it in the ground! Burn it all. Some larger snakes and rats that... The, the rats almost looking like, uh, like small cats, to be honest. Um, oh which, where formerly walking along the path, now seem to form like a line. They, they all stand as though you guys are a parade and they're all looking at you. As you guys continue to walk through the mangroves, I, I kiss my my mouth and I, <laughs> I'm I'm here, your savior, <laughs> friends of yours, Fievel, or mouse man. Yes. 
Okay. These are the escapees of the tribe. That was in the, the dark side of the backstory that I didn't mention. Are you just a crazy person? I got kicked out of your tribe so you justify everything. Yeah, the tribe never died. I was the tribe. I made it all up. I killed them. I did it. Yeah, yeah I was like, what do, you, what do you think of Fievel as king? And then they just all said no. So, I mean, it was leave the tribe or kill them all. And, I mean, one was easier than the other, and that's how we went. It's, so it's like a parade we're walking through and all the mouse the rats yeah, th- are throwing cheese at us Seb. thank you very much for getting us back on track Brightborn because that was fucking ridiculous <laughs> yeah, it was. yes it is kind of like a parade all these swamp creatures kind of just sway side to side many of them look sickly some of them look larger than they normally would but it's definitely not from being well fed um, odd proportions of arms legs and tails sometimes too many eyes uh, especially amongst the rats Uh, As you guys come uh, almost a kilometer later to a clearing, this clearing has a tree against one far side quite larger than any other that you've seen in the swamp. It looks to be some sort of a willow tree and stands nearly 60 feet tall. I look up. Is it whomping anything? It is not the whomping willow from Harry Potter, no. Oh, okay. But good reference. The one from Um, Pocahontas. (laughs) In the middle of this clearing, there are two logs, which are obviously fell, felled, and two creatures sit upon them. Hi. Okay. So, <laughs> excellent. You say you say hi to the two creatures. Two soulless sets of eyes turn and look towards you. The eyes found on the bodies of a flesh golem and a clay golem. They're both hulking. The clay golem just a little bit bigger than the flesh golem. I, again, the flesh golem standing nearly twelve feet tall. The clay golem, with if standing, would be in around fifteen. The, as you guys know, these are constructs created usually for evil purposes. And as they both turn to look at you, they say nothing. You see that the flesh golem's mouth is sewn shut, and the clay golem doesn't really have any distinguishable features on his face. Deadpool. Um, (laughs) Yes, it's Deadpool. (laughs) Dress him up and bring him on all your adventures. (laughs) Yeah, he's more like a very, very twisted version of Frankenstein. Oh, okay. So these two very large creatures sit in the middle, and Oren looks to you all and says, Don't start anything. He doesn't know me at all. (laughs) I had a weather joke all lined up. (laughs) He continues to trot his horse forward, as does Luth and Lothian. So uh, Jack Bauer kind of bringing up the rear with Fievel on there. And he pulls up beside the large tree and gets off of his horse. He then looks to all of you and waits for you to dismount. I dismount from Jack Bauer. Okay. I'm already dismounted. I do a flip off the cart. Oh. Excellent. Can you roll me a acrobatics check, please? Jesus. Oh, yeah, 19. Okay, so you do a perfect flip. Oh, boy. And you hear all the little tiny rats pause just... Oh. <laughs> I'm just I'm, kidding. I'm in charge of them now, mouse man. Uh, they're rats. They're not ma- mice, right? So rats mm-hmm. and mice, I mean, there are rat folk, which are know, quite different from mouse folk. The joke is that they are the same thing. Is that the joke? For me, it is. Okay. Well, we obviously find different things funny. So now that everyone's off of... (laughs) It's not racism. And now that we're (laughs) off of our horses and mounts, Oren looks to you all and says, Don't speak unless spoken to. And be very careful. Not everything will be as it seems. Okay. Yes, sir. I nod. Oren walks towards a very large door, which is right at the base of the very large willow tree. He knocks three times... 
and the door creaks open. <laughs> I hide behind Jack Bauer's front foot. So Fievel's hiding. The two lizard folk children are in with Arda, and everyone else is at the door. So Oren places his hand tentatively on the door and pushes it open. The stench is actually quite putrid, quite mm. rank. As he says... I missed the swamp. <laughs> may, may we come in? A voice from the back of the tree says, Oh, do come in. Oh, God. Ooh, another girl. So, <laughs> the tentative Orin walks in, as do Luth and Lothian. But as Luth tries to cross the threshold, Orin looks to him and says, Go guard the girl. Okay, so Luth heads back to guard the girl. I okay. wink as I go past him to go inside. <laughs> okay, he, he looks confused at you. Does not seem to understand why you're winking at him. <laughs> right. I'm flirting with you. <laughs> Jesus. I, um, I, I follow would, behind. Okay, so you're... We got Rogar Ragnat going into the hag's lair. Do we have anyone else going in? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going in with them. Fievel goes in. Not, okay. not as pristine as usual, but I'm, I'm going in. So you all walk into the inside of the willow tree, and the door slowly creaks and shuts behind you. Oh, God. If we could leave it open a bit. <laughs> Just a crack. There are no windows and no natural light. There is some sort of a haze or smoke, which kind of filters along the top of the roof. And along the walls are amalgamations of items that seem, first of all, pretty sinister, but secondly, a lot of them seem out of place. Jars with various liquids, organs, and other sorts of, uh, of dead creatures, or p parts of creatures, I should say, inside. There are skulls of oryx and yak on the walls. There is netting from the ceiling, which has the limbs of small humanoids, like children, oh hanging from mice. the netting. Uh, no mice, no mouse folk, no. <laughs> no mouse, no. <laughs> from around the corner... Walking around what seems to be kind of like the center, the core of the tree, which kind of obviously moves through the whole structure all the way to the top. You can imagine probably staircases moving up and up the tree. A woman walks out to greet you. She has very, very dirty gray and brown cloaks on. She has very, very like deep green skin with loose yellow teeth and white mm. spindly hair, which is long. Her eyes are large and, and kind of glimmer in the faint light of candles, which all seem to burn, but burn really, really dimly. And there's kind of like this green glow about the room. Off in the distance, off in the corner, you see a very, very large cauldron, which is brewing and bubbling, uh, as well as racks of different materials, ingredients along the walls. Many of them look to be like in states of decomposition. She looks to you and says... To what do I owe this pleasure? I guess we'll uh, <laughs> Oren talk. Uh, do we really trust that guy to talk? He yeah, said, I mean, talk. if you guys want to... I mean, that was a question to you she guys, right? She was talking right? to all of us. Yeah. Uh, Hiding behind the Bright Lord, I say we seek information. <laughs> oh, let me have a look at you, dear. Come here. <laughs> I, I, I step out with one foot and I say, is, is this close enough? <laughs> No, no, come closer. <laughs> okay. right. So she kind of beckons you forward with a fingernail that is much too long to be used for anything aside from cocaine. I, I got imagine. some clippers in my pocket. <laughs> oh. 
She looks to you, and as you walk close enough, she grabs you by the cheeks and pulls you in tight, and you just see these huge, dark eyes staring at you. Can you roll me a fear check, please? Fourteen? So, you stand your ground, but you feel yourself becoming kind of rigid, Mr. Fievel. You you find yourself being just a little bit more prone to to being a little bit, you know, like when you're shocked, right? You just kind of stand there and, like, look and stare at her. Mm Mm-hmm. I turn to the Bright Lord and go... How come he gets all the girls? Yeah. <laughs> she snaps her eyes up and looks at you and says, Oh, you'll have your turn. Oh, God. So oh, her eyes fixate back on Fievel's, and she says, Tell me, little mouse, what information do you want? Before I ask for this information, I kind of want to know what I'm giving up. I heard... There's something that we have to give up in order to get said information. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) You silly boy. The price depends on the item you seek. How can I possibly give you a price if I don't know what you want? Not even a hint. So Oren speaks up and he says, Graniadi. And so the hag quickly like turns and spins to look at him. And she says, Ah. You knights, always crawling around, always ruining my plans. He says, I haven't come here for you. I've come here for information. And I was just in the middle of speaking to the little mouse about that. So tell me, Mousie, what is it that you want? Is it to save your dear girl? She's not doing well, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know this? Dark I magic. See all in the swamp. Run, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look too good for her now. She says, almost genuine in her face, but you can you can tell there's more to it. If only there was someone to be able to save her. Bright Lord, save people. You're right. Well, that's this is not why we came. We seek ah. information on the missing people. Missing people? I don't take people, dearie, just children. Num, num, num. (laughs) Can I... I'm gonna back away a little bit. (laughs) Okay, you attempt to back away, but without rolling, she still has you by the cheek, so she's not letting you go. She just digs in deeper to your your, your cheeks. So she's not letting you back up. Help. (laughs) You got this. (laughs) Oren looks to her as he sees you kind of, like, you know, squirming to get away, and he says, Graniadi, where are the other hags of your coven? Addy looks towards towards Oren and says, a difference of opinion. It's no worries, though. We're all still on very good terms. But it has me thinking and wondering. You see, I so wish... For a coven again. I so wish for daughters. And Oren says, That's out of the question. If I hear of any such things, I'll stop you in your tracks. Who are you to stop me? She yells. Um, <gasps> and she approaches Oren, like she's within, like, kissing distance. Like she's, mm, you know, do m- it. Mouth, <laughs> mouths are very close together. And you can see him kind of retreat back, like realizing he's kind of overstepped. And she says, you have no power here, knight. Where's Gandalf? <laughs> Gandalf? <laughs> there is no Gandalf for you guys. You guys are in a hag's lair. Oh boy, I am the Gandalf. 
pop its yeah. skin behind me. Yeah, light this place up, <laughs> fireman. Yeah, I can light this <laughs> my shield. What? what? Like that cantrip I have, I can light stuff up. Yeah, I don't think let's, that's a good idea. Let's right turn now. this place into a disco hall. <laughs> let's get her loosened up. Yeah. Oh so the Bright Lord, standing behind Fievel, obviously beside Tyson McKay, looks to a shelf to his left and sees the leathery preserved head of a dwarf oh, with a long boy. beard. It's kind of like a shrunken head, which is now on the shelf looking directly at you. Just uh, saying, something interesting that you see on the wall. I don't know if I should look at it. No, I'm going to look away from it. <laughs> it's creeping me out. Okay. And there is kind of a fright or a jump when something lands on Tyson McKay's shoulder. Oh, so, Tyson McKay, roll me a d20, please. Okay, seven. Okay, so you let out, like, a, a yelp. You go, ah! Okay, <laughs> but it does not leave. It is a crow. Oh. Um, it looks like it can only kind of hop around, not really jump, because its wings seem to be clipped very short. Like, it has almost no feathers. Hey, buddy. And it roars like a lion. As Whoa. it looks at you. Oh, you're way cooler <laughs> than Travis. Yeah, I turned to Travis and said, we're going to have to teach it how to do that. <laughs> uh, the raven looks very sickly, like it can't fly, though. So it um, hops onto a table near you and begins to, like, clumsily walk through... You know, jars and pots and different different things that are on the table. Can I take some of the bread that I had from earlier and give it some? You can attempt to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to attempt to. So you take out some bread and feed it to the very sickly-looking crow. Can you roll me a d20, please? Seven. Okay. It nips your hand in the process, and you kind of you see that your blood kind of dripping. Uh, down your hand. The hag sniffs in the air and then quickly turns towards you and says, And the sorcerer. No. <laughs> Fireman. <laughs> what I could do with your heart. <laughs> well, you have to buy me dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll fatten you right up, my dear. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, if you're not done wasting my time, tell me why it is you're here. Yeah, we're here to find the, the lizard folks. I don't know why this is taking so long. All right. So you want to know where the lizard folk went and where your human friends went. Correct. Am I correct, Tyson McKay? Yes, ma'am. She well, knows your name. in order for such information to pass my lips, I'll need something from you. Just a kiss? <laughs> well, as you can see, and I look down at my loincloth and... Not much else. I, I don't have much to give. You may not have it in your possession now, but you will acquire it for me. A real house? I don't understand. What would you like me to get? So she looks to the Bright Lord and says, Actually, I'd like him to get it for me. Oh, God. You see, I so miss being a grandmother. I want two little children of my own. And you, Bright Lord... Orphan, are going to get them for me. <laughs> I, uh, I deny it. It's, it's a no. It's a big no. Ah, so you won't do it then. What's the point of freeing a couple slaves and, and giving you some? I don't understand. Oh, you think they'll be slaves? Oh, my dear, dear sorcerer. So little they know of the world, Orin, she says. These won't be just slaves. They'll be hags like me. Yeah, it's, it's not a big better. No. 
Immortal. You'll be giving them immortality <coughs> and power beyond your imagining. Oh, I do like that. Can I be one of them? So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so tell me, are your 40-something lizard folk and are your 15 friends worth just two small girls, barely a week old? A week? I say every life matters to me. Then watch your friends die, bright lord, and then tell me it was worth it. Damn it. Uh, Are they your friends? Yeah. No one's my friend yet. I say, is there any anything else you would want? A second option? Absolutely not, she says. I'll tell you what you're going to do. There's a small town, not but a few miles from here, called Grey Tips. There, there is a young woman... Husband just killed in a tragic mining accident. Oh, no. And she has just given birth to two babies. But she's unwell, my dear Bright Lord, so you are going to take them for me. You see, I'm having a hard time leaving my lair lately. My sisters know that when I am gone, they can take what they want, so you will get them for me. Hags are immortal, you said, right? We we could watch your place. She is <laughs> immortal in the sense that she can't die from natural causes. She can be killed, if that's what you're asking. I don't know. I, uh, I said we kill her. I can't do that, yeah. Like, my character won't do that at all. Kill her? No, like, oh, kidnap kids. She would kill her, though. Or he would kill her. Yeah. My only concern is... The goblin, or not everything the goblins, else. Yeah. Everything else outside <laughs> would kill us. Part so, the doors. Orin looks to the Bright Lord, and his eyes kind of, without speaking, say, do it. Say, I can, like, it's everything I stand against. I knew that coming here was a waste of time. A waste of time for you, perhaps, but not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, my. The Bright Lord's heart and the sorcerer's eyes. What a concoction I can make. Oren says, we came here to parlay. We didn't come here to be dinner. Well, if you disagree to my terms, then what choice do I have, Oren? Oh, my eyes are flickering red right now. You better believe they're they're flickering. She looks over to the Bright Lord and then walks over to her cauldron where she pulls a book off of a shelf. You guys can kind of see the spine of the book as well as the front The spine of the book is literally a spine. It looks like from a small animal of some sort. And the front is the face of a human child whose skin has been stretched over the front. Jesus. (laughs) As she flips it open, she grabs a few items and begins mixing them together and then brings a small vial of powder towards the Bright Lord. Just sprinkle this on the children and you don't have to do anything else. I can't, like, it's, it's not right. Like, my then character won't do it. Like, everyone you want to save will die, Bright Lord. And what's the real tragedy? Two children that may not grow up to see the world, whose mother is in danger of dying as every day passes? Or are you going to let everyone that you seek to save suffer at the hands of your enemies? I say, how do I know this isn't a lie? We can't lie. I can only tell the truth. So Oren looks to you and says, It's true, boy. She can't lie. Why do I have to do that? <laughs> you know what you have to do, because everyone else would probably give in. She won't let go of my cheek. 
She's like, oh, you're cheap since then. (laughs) She did not drag you over to the cauldron. Uh, (laughs) Y'all have been real quiet. (laughs) Um, If you'd Uh, like, you guys can roll me memory checks or to see how much you know about hags. That might give you an answer to to see how much it takes to burn this fucking tree to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tyson, I don't don't know if that's the... Okay, I mean, look, I'm your DM, so I can't tell you what to do. I can just tell you what things sound stupid. (laughs) Uh, You need at least a 20 to set a blaze to the tree. Oh, boy. I mean, an 18 would start to smolder it, but you're talking engulfing in flames. Anyways, would anyone like to roll me to see what they know about hags? Yeah, sure. I know they're bitches. 20. Oh, my God. I should have rolled for the tree. Okay, so, Bright Lord. So, your knowledge of all things good means you also have knowledge of evil things so that you can combat them. You know that hags are vile, sadistic, and uh, twisted creatures that are immortal and often come in threes. As with most dark magic users, they believe in the rule of three, which means you'll never find more than three hags in a coven. In addition to that, they have weird magic compared to most other spellcasters. They cast spells in different ways with concoctions and potions. They can also cast spells the regular way, but you'll often see them if you're speaking with them and they're either in combat or or whether it's, you know, passive, you'll see them concoct things and and create spells in, in different ways. You also know that hags birth children by eating them when they're small. And so what they'll do is they'll ingest a small child, birth it out nearly seven days later, and then when that child becomes 13, they will become a hag as well. Hmm. Uh, You also know that there's kind of a hierarchy amongst hags. There are definitely different kinds. It looks like Granny Addie is a green hag, but hags also are kind of classified into grandmothers, aunties, and daughters. And grandmothers are the oldest and the most powerful. So that's what Addie is. She's a grandmother. I'm going to ask her. So you said you had problems with your sisters before this. What were those problems? If you want an answer out of me, sorcerer, then I need something out of you. I was going to propose that we help solve your problems between them. What? And turn you on my sisters? Disagree we may, but we are still flesh and blood. No, no, no. I meant like help them help you to you guys come together. Please, mortals, as though you can fix what rifts of time beyond your imagining could not. Please, save yourself the trouble and stay quiet. What'd you say to me? (laughs) She looks to you, eyes big and wide and black, and she says, Stay quiet. And she points her finger towards you. Uh, She's cast the spell Silence, which has, for all intents and purposes, silenced you, which means that A, you can't speak, um, and any and all spells that you would require, obviously, a verbal component to cast, you cannot. Obviously, you try and speak a couple times. I'm imagining you kind of, like, move your head side to side to try and, like, figure out what's going on. Um, and Oren looks to you and shakes his head vigorously. Like, don't try. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to do? I feel like a slave again. Well, it's either let all those people die or... Let Just say you're going to do it. Um, the thing is, like... If we don't do it, then she's going to attack she's us. She's going to eat us. Yeah. She's going to harvest all her freaking... Yo, there's six against one. She has fucking yeah, shit You don't outside. know what eggs, <laughs> how powerful they are. They're, she could kick her ass. Tyson McKay can run away to a plane if he needs to, okay? <laughs> so, I say do if, it? If I bring the kids here... No, no, my dear. All you need to do is shake this powder over them. Just shake. What does, what shake. does this powder do? <laughs> do you really want to know? 
Uh, don't listen. No. Uh, the less you know, the better, my dear. Don't corrupt yourself further. But she seems to almost delight in the fact that you're being corrupted by this. Oh, yeah. Also, I mean, you, you did roll a 20 on this, and this is kind of the part that I left about hags. Especially green hags, they love turning people's ideals around. They love corrupting them and making them do things they wouldn't normally do. Sometimes they'll trick them into doing it, or sometimes they'll make them just pure, purely submit to doing something evil when they're good, or doing something good when they're evil. How about, silencing me. how about we say we do it and then we just don't go back? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're within her scope. She sees... Yeah, but we walk away. I don't have to come back. Yeah, she can't just get, come out. Then we get us. eaten by rats. Well, no, what? we can leave. We leave and she doesn't know. And then we just never come back. Yeah, I mean, as far as that plan goes, again, like, I mean, you guys do as you wish, but, uh, she saw what happened in the lizard folk swamp. She, she, she knows what's going on throughout all of the mangroves. In addition to that, Due to Sebastian's Nat 20 knowledge, we should do a podcast called Nat 20 Knowledge. That'd be a cool name. That could be the DM name. (laughs) Uh, Due to Sebastian's Nat 20 knowledge of hags, he knows that because they're immortal, their rifts, their revenge, their... What what, what am I looking for? God damn it. Their... uh, I guess revenge is the right word. They'll look, they'll do that, they'll take as long as they need to do that, and they will travel as far as they need to do that. They, They have no problem holding grudges for centuries. Why would she hold a grudge, though, if she hasn't given us anything? Because you have you would have broken the, her word, your word, that you would do it if she gave you it. I, I mean, to be honest, she's probably going to ask for you to do this task first before she tells you anything. And, you know, I'm not, I don't want to give too much away, but, I mean, she's probably going to make you swear an oath. So, I mean, <sighs> you know, backing if you choose to take the deal, backing out of it is something that shouldn't be taken lightly. Just, just letting you guys know. I want to help you out. I'm your, I'm your friend. Here's the idea. It's only a grudge. We knock up some whores from the closest tavern. (laughs) We wait around nine months. (laughs) We, we sprinkle the powder on those children. (laughs) We go back and get the information. Yeah. By that time, I think perhaps the lizard folk will be dead. So, (laughs) yeah. This is why we should have just gone ahead. Should have just gone straight ahead. Fuck this place. Tyson McKay is silent no more. Oh, wait, no, still you're, you're still very silent. <laughs> so do we do we take the grudge and do that, or I mean, we... my vote is we fight her, but she's <laughs> pretty okay. <laughs> say say goodbye to the knights. Say goodbye to us. I'm just saying that's yeah. what my character would do. So so uh, you guys need to yeah. get me out of this situation real quick, or I will actually do it because that's what Tyson would do. He's not a he's not a man of yeah. I'll patience. I'll take the potions and we can decide from out there because I'm fucking. Sorry, what are you doing? I'll grab the potions that she wants me to sprinkle on the kids and we'll decide it's a, out there. It's a powder, and yeah. she as you grab for it, she holds her hand. She kind of like pulls it back just a few inches and says, "Are you going to do it? Can we have five minutes just to deciding to talk with the rest of the group?" Of course, my dear. Please, see yourselves out and come back when you've become more level-headed. I thank her and we walk out. Okay. So, the group watch, walks out of the <laughs> out of the hag's lair. Uh, For free! Really <laughs> odd that she's letting you do this. As you guys walk out and open the door, both the flesh golem and the clay golem are standing not but five feet from the door, staring at you as you walk over to your friends tentatively. It's now free player 
discussion. And as you trail out, Fievel being the last <clears throat> one out the door, she calls out, And don't forget, I can save your friend. As the door creaks and closes behind you, Fievel. I nod my head back and forth and just keep walking. <laughs> Having just tentatively walked past the golems, you head over to your friends. Arta is semi-conscious. She looks like she's breathing pretty heavily, Fievel. Looks like she's pretty sick. Um, as you kind of approach, you have to hop up into the cart to kind of get to eye level with her. There's no way for you to kind of, you know, do that from beside the cart. Somebody like lift a- me. <laughs> I give him a boost. Oh. Okay, so you give Fievel a boost. And Hands he's now- up. Now, (laughs) like mini-me, you are lifted up into the cart, and you can now speak with Arda. Everyone else, you can begin discussions about what you'd like to do. It's now up to you guys. I say we burn this place to the ground. Oren says, cool your tongue, and watch your volume of your voice. I watch Are you kidding me, Oren? You lead us into this bullshit? Listen, I don't like it any more than you do, but this hag... You're willing to give up kids. Kids! Two children... For the what sake kind of, of your entire, you? for the sake of your entire people and the lizard folk, in addition to the fact that once these Yonti, if that's what they are, become stronger, they will be even more of a threat to face. And if it's not Yonti, we have no idea what we're up against. So, what's your plan? My plan's the same as always. Running gun. Running gun. <laughs> he says, "Guns ablazing." I like that one. That's a good he, one. He looks to the golems. He says, "And your plan for them?" Oh, no, I meant running gun towards the Yanti. If we leave here now, she'll take it as disrespectful. Good, and that's how I mean it. what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? She could outright attack us. Even worse than that, she could let us go, and in the middle of our sleep one night, we just find ourselves killed. They hold grudges forever, my friends. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Don't hate me, hate the game. <laughs> no, but but Oren, Oren's sincere, man. I mean, he understands that we're you're giving up a lot, but he also knows that there's there was no other way for you guys to, in a timely fashion, get the information that you needed. I ask him if he was in my like boots. What what would he do? So he looks to you and he says, "If this is truly something you can't do, Bright Lord, then you have to ask yourself if corruption of all that is good is what this hag feeds off of." Then you have to offer her something equally as savory. But she said she wouldn't do it, like, take anything else. She might say take something evil, or e- equally as evil. Backhand Fievel right in front of her. That's not as equal. I can take it. <laughs> I doubt that. Yeah, I mean, you have, to, you have to imagine, right? Like, if, you know, you offered someone 500 bucks for their, or 500 gold pieces for their sword, and, you know, then you said, well, whoa, 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 how about... You know, 400 gold pieces and this really cool candlestick that's worth 100 gold pieces. It's like, no, but they, they won't take anything else. But they will take more, right? Like, you can offer her more. Lizard. You just have to figure out what more is. Offer what her you're willing to do. kids. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, she only takes human kids. Never mind. Taking kids is I pretty I mean, kids bad. is pretty fucked up. Yeah. But if you just ate them, <laughs> that'd be even worse. That'd be way worse. <laughs> she wouldn't get two more eggs. Yeah, but then my rep would be... Horrible. No one has to know. I mean, if you ask her to for something else, she could up the ante and she could give you something worse. Your firstborn child. No, have a firstborn child. <laughs> no, like you offer her that. Well, I guess you're not human either, so fuck. You guys are useless. I'll offer my firstborn child. Okay, so where we find ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, is our group deciding what they're going to offer. Granny Addie, a grandmother green hag which resides to the east of the swamp. Our bright lord, 
Rogar Ragnak is at kind of a crossroads here at a moral quandary where uh, Granny Addy offered to give them the information they needed so long as it was Rogar himself, the Bright Lord who, as we all know, is a good guy, you know, bases himself on all the good that he does, will only help them and give them the information that they need if he sprinkles powder on two small, weak-old children, which she wishes to turn into hags, that much they know. If they back out and leave... That could turn into a fight. Tyson McKay, our fireman, also gearing for a fight. Fievel, probably pondering what she means when she says she can save Arda. And that is where we find ourselves at the present moment. But that is all of our time. What I would love for you guys to do, uh, all you listeners out there, tweet us, comment on uh, the links on Facebook or on YouTube, and let us know what you think our players should do. What would you do in their position? What should our good guy Brightlord do? What should Fievel do about Arda? Should Tyson McKay just walk in there, guns a-blazing, fireballs a-blasting? Let us know. For all of you out there, I wish you good morning, good evening, or good night. And uh, this is your DM signing out. A way to leave it on a cliffhanger. Oh, God. All background music and audio comes from Tabletop Audio. If you're running your own campaign, visit tabletopaudio.com to find music for any situation.